lists, MFOs. With my mother at the helm, my family's household was frequently the venue for large gatherings at Christmas and Thanksgiving. These events were always potluck and very casual, but even so, over the years, she nurtured a variety of strategies to make sure that these mandatory family obligations didn't turn into mother-fucking ordeals. Here are her five basic strategies that have undergone extensive beta testing over multiple decades and generations. 1. Dinner Seating My mother strove to find a balance between the rigidity of a fixed seating plan and the spontaneity she craved. Her solution was two hats of paired items that she passed around before dinner with the instructions, Go forth and find your match. The pairs varied over the years. One year there were two sequential verses of a Christmas carol, and you found your dinner partner by singing in search of the next verse. Another year the hats contained separated pairs of screws and nuts, ranging in size from teeny tiny to jumbo. Once paired up, you went through the buffet line with your partner and then sat together. Although I observed occasional black market trading of partners, this system ensured that crazy Aunt Bertha with that scary hairy mole on her neck wouldn't get stranded. 2. Chores Most everyone wanted to chip in, but given the melee of people, the how could be an overwhelming conundrum. The simple solution was to write a chore on the inside of a folded place card. You were responsible for the chore assigned to your randomly selected seat, but trading was allowed. I've adopted this strategy for Thanksgiving at our house, where the next generation of my family routinely hosts 35 to 40 near and dear family members. The chores range from the pedestrian, help scrape the dinner plates, to more creative efforts such as, see if grandma needs more vodka, or tell Francis you like her new haircut. One year I ran out of Thanksgiving-specific chores, but thought I might as well take advantage of the cadre of nephews at the peak of their heavy-lifting prowess. I penciled in, please put in the storm doors, a chore that Nick and I find particularly unpleasant. 3. Christmas Stockings My mother was always in charge of Christmas stockings, a job that became unwieldy as the family grew to include in-laws and grandchildren. Her solution was to make a suite through a few stores and then fill the stockings at random, figuring that everyone could trade later. One year my husband reached into his stocking to find a pair of pantyhose, while our two-year-old daughter gnawed on a hockey puck. The trading and bartering brought spark and energy to the morning. I remember my brother trading away almost the entire contents of his stocking to end up with a star map and several boxes of Whitman samplers. 4. Gifts. White elephant gift exchanges are a standard holiday event, but my mother wanted to spice up the typical scenario where gifts are open one by one and participants can decide whether to keep it or exchange with someone else. Yawn. This was just too slow moving for our family. My mother found a way to speed it up and inject competition into the mix. All the wrapped gifts, mostly silly things, recycled gifts, novelty food items, or old pictures, were placed in the center, and then everyone started rolling dice. If you rolled a 7, 11, or doubles, you could choose one of the gifts. After all were taken, the gifts were opened and displayed to the group. Now the action really picked up. 
My mother would set the timer for five minutes, and we would all start rolling. If you got a seven, eleven, or doubles, you could snatch one of the items from someone else's pile. The most fascinating part of this exercise was that, inevitably, one gift became the hot item, madly traded back and forth as the clock ticked down. One year it was a pork pie hat, and another year, for no discernible reason, the hot item was an oversized smoked sausage. The group's psychology was particularly intriguing the year the family tussled over a bunch of tickets for the upcoming lottery. The tension rose as everyone secretly began to believe that the jackpot was at stake right here in our living room. Of course I knew that tickets weren't winners, duh, but just in case, I sure as hell was not going to let my sister-in-law end up with them. When the buzzer went off, I was limp with exhaustion, my forehead beaded with sweat, but I was relieved to be clutching the tickets. After watching this frenetic performance, our young son understandably assumed that we had in fact won the jackpot, and he wanted to know if he could help spend the money. 5. Pacing My mother knew that a multi-generational event could not rely on cocktails, conversation, and dinner. She kept things lively with various games, such as a list of items hidden in plain sight. And of course, once hidden, why bother to remove them? You can use them again the next year. In my household, the pennies glued onto the eyes of the tchotchke owl, and the Q-tips taped into the folds of the lampshade stayed there for years. As I took over the reins of our family's Christmas, I knew that I needed to make some tweaks to her formula. Our teenage kids had outgrown the whiz-bang Christmases with huge piles of gifts. One year I discovered the entire stack of stocking gifts, the gum, the Pez dispenser, toenail clippers, etc., neatly stacked in my son's closet. I simply scooped everything up and repurposed it for the next Christmas. Nobody noticed. All the kids wanted was a Christmas check, and basically that was fine with me as long as I could capture the energy and excitement of prior Christmas mornings. Family Jeopardy was the answer. I created various categories such as family pets, with entries such as the name of the dog that Granny ran over. Answer, in the form of a question, who was Fido? I added surprising trivia gathered from secret interviews with their friends, such as the reason you got arrested. Answer, in the form of a question, what is peeing in the alley behind the bar? I also created entries from magazines that I had given the kids to read, telling them it might come in handy on Christmas Day. I arranged the entries in order of degree of difficulty, added in dollar amounts and daily doubles, and then finally got a wad of fives, tens, and twenties to peel off if the kids questioned the answers correctly. Family pets for ten dollars, Mom. It worked perfectly. As I plot and plan, tweak and twist my mother's traditions, I realize how fortunate I am to have such a gifted mentor. With her guidance, I've managed to turn mandatory family obligations into my favorite occasions.